The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome to the Mindspo podcast. We are back for another episode of the Mindspo manifestation series sponsored by Manifesti app. I'm your host, Rochelle Fox, and today I am joined with my co-host, the other founder of Mindspo and Manifesti, Crystal. Hello again. Hey, baby. So I wanted to bring on Chris today because we are going to talk about something that has been a very nuanced piece of understanding in our manifestation journey. And I feel Feel like when you start diving into manifestation, there starts to be all these pieces to the puzzle that kind of just fall into place and it creates this picture and you're like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. I feel like the journey of personal development is just constantly having these aha moments, having these takeaways and having these things that just start to complete the picture and make sense of where you were getting stuck or how you can step into a bigger vision. And that's what today is all about. So we are specifically going to be talking about something called pedestals. This is a piece of awareness and the word pedestals, we actually got this from a book that we've read called Reality Transurfing. Fantastic book. And this piece of awareness from this book really gave us a name to something that we had experienced that was holding us back. So baby, let's get into it. Tell me what is a pedestal? So a pedestal is when you associate an inflated level of value to anything. It could be a person, it could be a thing, it could be an idea. And we all do this, you know, something is very important to you so that you start thinking about it in a different way than if it was just an everyday item or person or something in your life. Mm. And the funny thing is when we are manifesting, we start thinking about all these grand visions of the future. Like imagine if I had this thing you know imagine if i had that like we're trying to reach beyond where we currently are Mm -hmm. and in that process it's very easy to start putting things on a pedestal like my god my life will be so different if i had this thing if i was like that you know so the thing is though the nuance here is that when you put something on a pedestal and you're continually reinforcing that it's this grand thing outside of your reach you're actually creating resistance Mm -hmm. you are you're basically reinforcing that there's a gap between where you are and where it is every time you make that statement, every time you have that emotion towards it. So the lesson really is to learn how to normalize the future that you're trying to attract, whatever that is. And there are many different ways that you can do this. So, you know, in today's episode, I just thought we would dive into this nuance to really make you understand and see where you might be putting things on a pedestal, because I've definitely been very guilty of this in the past. And what better energy would serve you in how you perceive and go after these things in your life. 
So good. I love that. Honestly, I feel like this episode is a torch of awareness. So much of what we talk about on this podcast is bringing awareness to these things and hint, hint, how we actually get this awareness is through meditation. If we didn't meditate, we wouldn't have absolutely no self-awareness. But I feel like through meditating for such a long time and having this constant awareness and realizing that we're always just observing the world, we can start to understand things and look at things in such a different way. And the awareness of pedestals for you and I was just like, oh, snap. Hmm. And I want to go into what a pedestal can be. So a pedestal can be a person. You can be putting a person on a pedestal. You can be putting a lifestyle on a pedestal. You could be putting a purchase on a pedestal. You could be putting a job on a pedestal or your parents on a pedestal or an opinion on a pedestal or a celebrity or an influencer. Obviously, they're just people. Let's be real. Like it's, it's putting anything above yourself. And let me fill you in on a little secret. The minute you put something or someone on a pedestal is the minute that person, place or thing is looking down on you. So you have to get really clear. What is it that I am putting above myself and I'm allowing to look down on me? What am I looking at up at that really I'm an equal to? Because here's the piece of awareness that I want you to understand. I am you. You are me. We are one. We are all the same. We are all one consciousness. And at the end of the day, we work in universal balance and we do this thing as humans where we're constantly like, oh my God, look at this person. Oh my God, look at this thing. And we're constantly putting our power outside of ourselves. Now, let's talk about this, I feel, when it comes to people. Because I feel like this is one of the easiest ways to understand. I feel like sometimes when we're manifesting and we want something in our life, we're constantly looking at people and people that are in certain careers or jobs outside of ourselves. I think this happens a lot with influencer culture. A lot of people look at influencers or celebrities or thought leaders and they're like, oh my God, look at this person. They're amazing. They must be so perfect. Oh my God. Like, And they, they forget that they're fucking human. Like yeah. people look at these influencers. They don't go to the toilet. Oh, their their shit might not stink. No, they fart talcum powder. <laughs> And I feel this idea of looking at these people and putting them on a pedestal, it just lowers you. It lowers your internal self-worth and it lowers what you are actually at your core, which is you are one of the same. So let me talk to you about an influencer. If you are looking up at an influencer, let's just break down what an influencer is. An influencer in our modern day life is just someone that has probably decided to take a shit ton of content of themselves, whether that be videos or photos. They have done that consistently on repeat, or they've done it in a way that was very lucky and timed at a certain place and time with a certain trend. And they have gathered and gained influence. What is influence? How do you get influence? You get influence from people going to you for that topic, going to you for that thing. Attention. It is, you know, that is our currency of modern day. We live in the attention economy. So an influencer is you, but with more attention. With 100 videos on YouTube. Yeah. Or with 101 selfies of them doing their makeup, right? Now, what is a thought leader? Okay. A thought leader is just someone that has decided to look at a topic, say meditation. I would call myself a meditation thought leader. I am just someone that has decided to make my predominant thoughts, which is my energy to think about things. My predominant thoughts in my life have been around meditation, personal development, manifestation, and just the self-growth industry. That's what I think about most of the time. So because I'm thinking about those things and creating content and awareness around those things, I have now put so much energy and attention into that that I've become some kind of thought leader. I'm just a person 
Like I, everyone is just a it's, person. It's true. And what is a celebrity? A celebrity is just someone that has gained skills. They have gained some sort of excellence in some kind of area. Maybe they have a sex tape. <laughs> it could be all kinds of reasons. And I think these, I think people do this thing where they think that these people are outside of themselves. And it's like, no, these are just people. They're just like you, but they've just put their energy and attention yeah. into something else. So when you put these people on a pedestal, what do you do? You push them away from yourself. You start to see these people as high and mighty and special they're not special no one's special if one person is special everyone is special yeah that's the thing but we we you know i think the, the key thing to remember is is that the universe is a place of balance mm -hmm. there is an underpinning absolute balance that is under everything nature people the stars when you really really take a look you're like wow this is a, a crazy balanced system and so consciousness you know the universal mind looks at a honda civic and a ferrari california and it goes a bunch of metal a bunch of plastic a bunch of leather whatever it is it it sees no difference at all but then we come along and we say oh well you know here's the whole story and this means that and this is so valuable and we're always comparing mm -hmm. and putting one thing above something else and what we don't realize is is then when you're doing that you are creating an imbalance inside of your mind you are consciously producing a, a weird distortion in the field. Mm -hmm. And so when you want to go after whatever it is in your life, the best energy that you could have towards it, it's almost like, think of it as if it's a wild animal, right? If you're in some clearing and like a deer appears and you're like, oh my God, I just want to, I want to be close to that deer. I want to touch that deer. What kind of energy should you be embodying in that moment? Should you be a super fan who's just gathering the fur that it's left somewhere there and it's trying to creep closer while you're staring at it? Or should you kind of almost ignore it whilst just, whilst just slowly moving closer mm. to it, not even looking at it? You know, it's no big deal. Mm. It's, it's such a funny thing. We think that there needs to be, you know, and, and there, there is a lot of misinformation sometimes. I, I don't even know whether I call it misinformation, but it's like conflicting interest points, right? Like when you read, for instance, Think and Grow Rich, it talks about have a burning desire. And that burning desire can very easily be turned into like obsessive, compulsive, celebrity culture style, like fanboy kind of shit. But I think what it means more is that you, you think about it so much and you're getting so embodied in it that like, you know, you're thinking about it all the time. You're moving towards it all the mm -hmm. time. If I asked you, hey, what are you manifesting? You instantly, oh, this thing, you know, because it's, it's, in your mind, it's in your essence. I think that's what the burning desire is talking about. Whereas we kind of do this white knuckle thing where we put it on a pedestal and we worship it like a golden calf. And we're like, oh my God, it's going to be so amazing. Everything will be different once I have it. The universe just looks at that and goes, hang on a minute. What, what, did, what did you just say? Everything will be different. I don't want everything to be different. I want everything to stay balanced. balanced right? And the funny thing is the universe has this balancing mechanism in built in and you have to be a little bit careful with it because it will balance things in the cheapest possible way mm -hmm. so if i for instance put my work on a pedestal and i'm like guys i'm not going to catch up with my friends anymore i'm not going to work out i'm going to eat just cheetos and just work for 25 hours a day basically how long can i do that before suddenly you know i get sick or something happens in my business that like suddenly destroys everything it's like 
you can see when this happens. If I was to look at you, for instance, as my partner, and I would put you on a pedestal and I would say, oh my God, she's so perfect. She's like the bloody Virgin Mary. I'm going to worship her. And she's so incredible in every single possible way. Like the universe will literally make you do something to prove me wrong to show me that you're still just a person, mm. whatever that might be. And I think that this is like that classic line where people say, never meet your heroes. And I yes. feel like that comes from a lot of the time when you put this importance, when mm. you put all of this like pedestaling on someone, the universe will do this thing where it shows you like they're just a human because it doesn't mm. want you to have this energy. No. And I think this is the thing, this is a nuance with it. It's this idea of importance. So what you can do is look in your life and start to ask like, who am I putting above myself? Who am I putting on a pedestal? A classic example I see with a lot of people, and I've seen now students on our retreats and the people that we've coaches, is parents, right? I love my parents. I think parents are incredible. I haven't been a parent myself, and I think that it's probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. But if you put the opinion and the perception of your parents up on a pedestal, you are going to basically suffer because you are going to always be pedestaling their energy. And chances are they're not going to reflect back to you what you want. And it's like, you've got to take these opinions and these people off a pedestal and realize, hey, they're just a person just like you. So let's make one thing clear. Two people that come together, the only thing that had to happen in order for you to be born on planet Earth was two people had to have unprotected sex (laughs) and then just decide to keep the kid. There is absolutely no program. There's no book they had to read. Mm. There are There's no online course. There is nothing anyone needed to do other than have unprotected sex in order to qualify having a human being. Like that is all that needs to happen. And let me tell you, a lot of people that are having a lot of unprotected sex, like it's you, and then people go like, oh, but they're my parents. And they put all this excess importance on like a word like parent, or they put all this excess importance on a word like, but it's my teacher or it's my guide or it's, or it's the person that I've been looking up to for years. I'm like, that person is just a person. And if you keep putting these people above yourself you're going to be disappointed there's there's such a gnarly feedback loop built into that as well because when you think about it you put yourself into the shoes of these people who had a child right so and the child is trying to rebel and it's growing and it's kind of you know it doesn't know anything and it's doing all this stuff so then such a natural technique would be okay at some point i'm going to start convincing this child that i just know everything i am literally god i'm god i'm i'm right you're wrong and mm-hmm. and this is the only way that i can kind of discipline you and make you follow my 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 thing but there has to come a point in your life where you realize that when you're 18 you might think in your mind wow i'm 18 okay but take it from me when you reach your 30s you're not going to start thinking in your head like I'm now 30-something in my actual mental development, Mm. you know? Like, the amount of people I've asked this question, like, how old are you in your head? And everyone's like, oh, you know, like, 21, 17, 25, you know? So, like, the body doesn't age at the same rate as the mind, really. So, these people, even though they might be in a much, much older shell, Mm. they are still probably teenagers. And if anything, if they're not fully embracing technology and, you know, all of the incredible ways to learn and podcasts and audio books and all this stuff, they're just kind of like, nah, I already know. I already learned everything I needed to know, you know, in the 1980s or something. Then you could almost argue that you're probably more advanced at this point in your knowledge. At least you have your finger more on the pulse than, than you know, somebody, yeah, than like your, your parents, if they're in their 50s or 60s mm-hmm. and they grew up with just a library, that, that was their Google. Mm-hmm. You know, how much, how, when was the last time you went to a library? So it's like, you have to realize that they're just people. 
And I mean, the amount of people that have come to our retreats where when they really go a few layers deeper into, you know, where some of the challenges that they're dealing with are coming from, it's, it's an over-attachment to the importance. They have an importance, an excess importance, a pedestal on the opinion of their parents. Mm. You know, my parents don't, don't agree with my way of living or cool. what I want to do. Who and gives it's, a fuck? It, it, yeah, is it your parents' life? Absolutely not. Are they living no. the life? Are they going to be alive for the next 60 years yeah. living the – like my thing that I'm going to get fired up about this. Well, let me say the amount of people that come – um, and they're like, I can't change my job because of my parents. What my, what my parents think? I'm like, are your parents going to be doing um, the job for the next yeah. 60 years? Because they're not. So you have to do what is right for you and take the opinion off a pedestal of these people that you don't even want to. Anyway, and it, and look, it's it's nice to take their. It's look, look, it's like it's it, it's like this. It's really nice to take their opinion into consideration. You know, they they they're your elders. But... You know, they they help raise you, but don't take it to this eighth degree where it's gospel okay. and then it's in dis- dis- misalignment the with nuance, what you actually want to do. The nuance that I always say is if you follow this advice and you put it on a pedestal and you follow through with it, are you going to be miserable in 20 years? And basically everyone says, yeah, that's not what I want to do. This is the, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. I, I don't want to keep working in corporate or I'm not interested in that. I'm like, well, then you need to do what's right for you mm. and stop living your life through other people because you're putting their opinion yeah, above your own wisdom. Yeah. So let's do a 360 here. We're yeah. talking about people. 180. Okay. True. 360 is, we'd end up up back in the same spot. Can you tell that I haven't driven in like two years? (laughs) All right, let's do a 180. I want to talk about pedestals and things. So if you are coming back to manifestation, because we... A lot of the things that we talk about, they're connected to manifestation, but they're also personal development. But when it comes to manifesting, I think when it it comes to wanting to manifest something for yourself, one thing that I see with pedestals is that people have a limiting belief. And it's really when you become aware of pedestals, you can start to see a lot of your limiting beliefs are actually pedestals, right? So a classic one is someone will say, Oh, people like me could never fly business mm. class. Mm. So you're putting business class on a pedestal outside of yourself. Like that's not possible for you. Or people like me could never get a car like that. Or or, or, or do you really need that? Yeah. Which is just this, which is kind of like, it, it seems like it's a question, but what you're really just doing is you're disqualifying yourself. Yes. And that's it's what like, you're doing. I want you to think right now, your action step for today, I want you to really start thinking, what is it that I am putting outside of myself on a pedestal that I'm saying this can't be for me or this isn't for me? I'm not a match for this. Because when you start doing this, it's fascinating. When I became aware of the idea of pedestals, there were so many things I was like, ooh, there are things that I desire that are on my heart that are there for a reason. Because if it's on your heart, then it is there for a reason. reason. I, I had all these desires on my heart. I know they're implanted for a reason. The universe has given me the desires, but then I have a limiting belief and a bunch of pedestals that are telling me, I can't have that. That's not for me. I'm not allowed that. And then I had to go in. Why don't I think that's for me? Why do I think that's something outside of myself? Why can't I have something like that? Why am I telling the universe that, oh, no, 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 I want it, but I'm not that? And that's where you have to start deconstructing. Is it because you are scared of having that thing? Is it because you don't think you're worthy of having that thing? Are you scared of getting judged by other people in Mm. your life if you were to have that? Yeah. 
such a oh gosh yeah. that was you know, huge like i personal story here for mm. instance like i grew up in germany in a random little town in nordrhein-westfalen and basically this this town the suburb where my grandparents built their house is the same street as my uncle and where we built our house and then this actually ended up becoming the most expensive suburb in town and so over the years all these all these people basically started building like houses that were probably about five times as large as any of our houses. Mm -hmm. And so it's a suburb that has a bit of a mix of like medium income and then a whole bunch of like just compounds, right? So when I grew up, there was a, a guy with a Ferrari behind my grandma's house. And so every day I'd go skateboarding, I'd be looking at this 355 Ferrari. And, but the thing that I noticed is that in my family, when they speak about the other neighbors in the street, because there's a guy across the road, for instance, who literally has a 24 hour security guard he drives up and down all day long and the the energy that i notice is that like this isn't for us mm. there is this there is this invisible barrier inside of their minds where like they're different to us mm. and so now i don't do that because and i don't try to argue with them about it because i'm not trying to inflame that you know but i observe it and in my mind i'm like look everything is energy and all of us are basically the same we're all just fingers you know, we're like fingers looking at other fingers being like, you're different from me, but it's the same hand. Mm. And when I realized that, you know, abundance, financial abundance in this case is something that will allow me to self-actualize more because I will have more time. I will have more resources. I'll be able to have the best teachers, you know, the best foods. I'll be able to look after the people in my life better. If I have abundance, why the hell would I not want to have more of that in my life? And it doesn't mean I need to buy a gigantic compound, but it, it affects almost every part of life. Mm -hmm. So it is something to be desired and to be valued. Now, do I go as far as to say, money doesn't buy happiness, all these kinds of things where people go to black and white. No, I don't do that. I just, but I do look at this genderless, meaningless, kind of like judgmentless energy form mm. that you can harness in different ways through whether it's business or whatever it might be. I don't look at that and just slap a judgment on it and say like, that ain't for me, because that's just so silly. Mm. Why, why would I do that? It's, I these people are no different. I feel like that whenever you have that awareness of like, that's not for me, or I couldn't do that, or I'm not that, it's like, you've got to ask yourself, why are you putting that on a pedestal? Yeah. Where does that come from? And you just, in your example, that came from you. It's, now it's a generational belief system yes, that, that, that has slipped into my mind through over many years of little comments, just little, just little subtle, innocent comments along the way. Somebody buys a new car, there's a new Mercedes across the road. Oh, well, you know, I wonder how much that thing cost with a slight sense of judgment. When you see that, it's a story. Yeah. And this is when you get to see that this is a limiting story. Yes. So you have these pedestals through limiting stories. Yeah. So you've got to start questioning your mind. How do you question your mind? Well, how do you get awareness of it? First step is meditation. Mm. <laughs> yep. But I feel like this is that you just got to start looking at it and questioning it and observing it. Like, oh, why is that outside? Something that I always say when it comes to pedestals that is really actionable is if you feel something is outside of yourself, something is like, oh, I, I couldn't do that or that's not for me or I'm not a match for that, get closer to it. Mm. So if it is a, a car that you want, right? Stop being the window shopper of the car. Go to the car dealership. Go introduce yourself go to the salesperson. Exactly. But first, introduce yourself to the salesperson. Hi, I'm such and such. 
oh, hey, such and such. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm really looking at X car here and I'm, you know, I'm probably going to get it within the next, you know, 10 months. I'm expecting a, a really big promotion at my work. Totally. Really love this. We'd love to know, like, is there a new model coming out after this? Another one, classic one I always say when it comes to people, right? If there is someone that you are putting on a pedestal outside of yourself on social media, start seeing them as someone that is your peer. Follow them. Don't put them on a pedestal and think they're super important. Follow them, interact with them, treat them just like a normal person. Mm. You know, start like looking at their stuff and be like, oh yeah, this person's just like me and stop thinking of them as something beyond yourself. Get closer to them. And I feel like you can do this by just normalizing seeing them in your field and being like, oh, this is another person. And I think that one thing that people do when it comes to pedestals is that they're really, they're scared. It's all about just being scared. It's about being fear. You, it's fear. A pedestal is basically like something is outside of myself. I'm, I'm fearing this thing. I could never do this. So they have this fear response to it. So they feel the fear and then they shrink down to make themselves feel safe. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's funny when you think about people of influence. The easy, Like I said, the easiest example is celebrity culture. Yeah. You'll see that people in celebrity culture, a celebrity, they will usually still have like an entourage. They'll have a mm-hmm. bunch of friends. Maybe they're people they grew up with or something. And the funny thing is those people get special privileges in this special person's mm-hmm. life. They go on holidays with them and they get to hang out with them and all this kind of stuff. Whereas all the super fans don't get to do that. Why is that? What's the difference there? Well, the difference is simply that their inner circle looks at them as just a normal human. Mm-hmm. And if you put yourself for a moment into the shoes of that person, you know, how how would they feel encountering some super fan who's like oh, got some parasocial relationship where they know everything about them and they know absolutely nothing about them versus seeing one of their friends who's just like, bro, you got to get your shit together. Like last time, hey, I watched you at the show yesterday. You could have done better. There was that one song where you kind of do and they were like, oh, wow, real feedback. You don't want to have yes people around you who have you on a pedestal because it doesn't help you grow. It doesn't keep you grounded. This is why, you know, kings back in the Middle Ages would have, have a joke. They, well, they would have, have a court jester. jester. Yeah. And the court jester would have special privileges. So everybody would be bowing down and being like, you are the king on the pedestal. And then there's this one character in the hall who could just make a loud joke at the king about the king at the king's expense. Because the king understands that he needs that not only for himself to remain a little more humble, but also sources. so that everybody else in the room can see, oh, wow, he's human after all. Yeah. Like the jester makes fun of the king and then the king laughs at it. And they go, oh, wow humility a shred of humility this is how the king would stop everyone basically coming for him with a pitchfork he'd stay humble and and real and you can sense this in people if you see somebody who's being perfect all the time you think you think that you should be perfect for instance like like people have this thing where they go i'm pursuing something i need to be the absolute best i need to be a 10 out of 10 i need to be perfect and like they start adding perfectionism over the top and then they put these absolutely ridiculous standards on themselves which will just torment you thinking that that's what you should do because then people will will approve of you but you know what actually happens the opposite yep if you're too perfect people will want to see you fail Mm -hmm. they'll want to see you fail but if on the other hand they see you actually fuck up 
and screw something up and then they see the real you, they see that you're a real pe- person, that's when they actually start cheering for you. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, it's this funny paradox. I, I want to say something about this. Stop putting your work or yourself on a pedestal because if you look at yourself as someone special or better, like this is the most exhausting thing that mm. you can do. And I've, I've had so many instances on retreats where someone's come and they've got like chronic perfectionism and they're like so like wanting to be perfect wanting to be seen perfect wanting to be perfect to everyone around and i'm like babe let me tell you something you're going to be so fucking exhausted with your life because at the end of the day if you are constantly trying to be perfect what happens is firstly people are always trying to find flaws in you because they're threatened by you and you are always going to be trying to uphold something that doesn't exist because we're not perfect we all fuck up we all have shadows we all fail we all do things that aren't good and i feel like you have to remember this whenever you look at someone or something start to look at the negatives in that person start to see the things and and don't look at them to try and like find them and and tear them down look at them and realize that just like you they also have struggles they also have insecurities they also have things that they're working on and that they also have pain and suffering and when it comes to things that you want look at these things that you want in your life and just constantly ask yourself why am I telling myself a story about why I can't have that thing why am I telling myself a story that this is above me or beyond me and what do I need to do in myself to become a better match for that when you look at these things that you want in your life how can you become a better better match for that thing what is it is this like and sometimes it's because you're literally neglecting an area or part of your life that you need to look after that you need to elevate in some sense because right now you're not really on the same level as that thing does that thing mean that it's above you no it just the levels aren't necessarily above or below it's just frequencies and it's not that like one is better than the other it's all just frequency yeah. and you're just aligning yourself to different frequencies normalizing and normalizing. harmonizing yeah i guess you know and this point we should probably we've said a lot of stuff so we should we should think about how to practically implement reducing uh importance and taking things down from pendulums in your day-to-day life and there are a couple of things that come to mind immediately one is actually something we learned just recently which is a great little hack which is if you have a vision of something in your life something that you want in the future maybe you want to be a homeowner maybe you want to drive some kind of luxury car you want to be surrounded by a certain bunch of people or you want to be in 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 you know like you want to become a celebrity or you want to be traveling all the time that's cool that's great but here's the thing think about what's not good about that because if you start to picture what's actually not good about that the negative aspects you are going to become more of a vibrational match to the actual reality of that so the examples would be if you want a house well guess what you're going to have to start maintaining a house Oh, I want a garden and a pool. Right, so you're going to have a pool man and a gardener or you're going to do all that yourself? You're going to have to figure out all the paperwork stuff. You're going to have to clean a large house, okay? You want to get a luxury car, a classic luxury car? All right, you better learn about maintenance and you better fork out $20,000 a year just to keep, get the oil changed. That's a part of it. And that's fine. That's just a part of that reality. So, you know, embody that. Oh, you want to be a permanent traveler? You want to be an influencer who's traveling the world? Guess what? You're going to feel ungrounded as fuck. You might meet lots of amazing people along the way, but guess what? None of you live where you're meeting them. So it's going to be a lot harder for you to actually have like, you know, the neighborhood friendship with some people who live in the same city or something. And the thing is doing this doesn't make you pessimistic. It actually just lowers the importance because it balances it out. And you realize that this thing isn't some amazing, nothing that you want is some massive fantasy land. Regardless of what 
what level you have, every level in your life is going to have another devil, right? Every level has another devil, right? And when you realize that, you like, you'll still have problems. Maybe there'll be champagne problems, but they're still problems. You'll still have pain. You'll still have suffering. Nothing. You don't get to this thing where nothing exists. We're having a human experience. And that's about having a full range of human emotions. Exactly. And not being like, oh, when I get to this thing or when I have this thing, everything's going to be perfect. It's like, yo, you didn't come here to be perfect. You came here to be real. You came here to be human. In some some cases, you know, people who have lots of money have more anxieties than people who have less money. Mm. But they have a different set of problems because now they have to worry about keeping it safe and you know not losing it and whatever else so it's not as if it just suddenly magically it's it's not a silver bullet in that sense so on the one hand it's finding the positive and negative aspects and being okay with those and balancing it yeah and yeah. balancing that out and then the other side is thinking back to coming back to the now so if this is something that you want and it's going to take like a year six months maybe it's something really big it might take a long time okay well then stop just thinking about the end definitely think about the end and figure it out and clarify it but then come back to the now and ask yourself what is the next actual step that i could take so like break it down into little chunks and think of this think of this like a chain link where you just have these little links that are leading you towards that thing at the end of the chain. So what is the next link in the chain Mm -hmm. that you can focus on? And when you are going after doing whatever that next link is, do this with a little less intensity and passion than maybe you usually would. Mm -hmm. This sounds kind of counterintuitive, right? Like, don't, because once again, don't put it on a pedestal. Can I I say something? Yeah. Right, just to, you answered this. Classic example. Our first ever podcast episode that we filmed together, I put so much excess importance. Mm. I put so much importance on this podcast episode. I took so long to set up. I wanted everything perfect. I started freaking out. I basically took so long setting up that my glucose started to drop. So I actually wasn't even ready to film anymore. It's probably time to eat. I think we had a fight, yeah, right? No, literally, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Then we filmed this podcast episode. The podcast episode goes well. At the end, we had a fight. We had a fight, a fight where I threw our bamboo bedding down the stairs oh, yeah. and I was slept like on the couch. I, I, you haven't slept on the couch in years Fuck. he slept on the couch because <laughs> this podcast is really important. we have a really nice couch yeah. so I was, I was like fine fuck you I'm gonna sleep downstairs where the tv is <laughs> this podcast like this has been really important to me so important that I put this off for so many years and then when I did it yeah. it was like the first time I did it it was like an excess importance fucking yes. blow up explosion yep. and then it blew the whole thing up we had to re we re-recorded the podcast episode months later, the first one in Sydney after this whole thing. And it was just a classic example of balanced forces. I was putting the thing on such a pedestal yep. that I I literally just blew it up because I was like, it wasn't trying to make it perfect, but I was just so like overwhelmed and wanting to like control everything rather than just allowing it to flow and being in my feminine so like the lesson here really is whatever it is that you're going after just be a bit more cool about it you know like when you're thinking about having that dream car for instance i'm a guy so i think a lot about like the kinds of cars i want right i want a 355 ferrari berlinetta and a mustang and i know exactly you know how big the engine is what type of leather it is i know all that all those details now but here's the thing if i think about what that's going to feel like and i'm focused on the moment that i get it that's don't get me wrong that's going to be a huge dopamine moment like wow i finally got it but here's the thing is that what 
a person with that kind of car is usually like. No, you just see them drive past you and sitting at the lights and looking kind of bored because they've normalized it. So that's actually the vibration that is more normal that you're going to be able to magnetize better. So just become a little more cool when it comes to going after. You know, in in reality, transurfing the book, it talks about go after your dreams the way that you would pick up a newspaper at the corner store. You're just picking it up. And because you're just choosing it, yeah, of course, that's normal. Of course, I can have a successful business. Of course, I can hang out with influential people. Of course, I can buy a beautiful home. Of course, I can eat a lovely dinner at this expensive restaurant that everybody has put on a pedestal, whatever it is. Just be a bit cooler about it. And then you'll start realizing that all the people who have those things that you want, that's what they're like as well. They're, they're chilling. So get through that force field of resistance by just taking it down from the pedestal and just being a little more cool about it. So well said. Thank you so much for listening back at home. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. We want to hear from you. You can find us on social media. We're at Mindspo on TikTok and Instagram. I'm at Rochelle underscore Fox on Instagram. Soul is Chris underscore soul no chris no, soul chris soul Just, s-o-l-l oh, you would think after 12 years i'd know that chris soul but yeah put up a story where you listen to this let us know we just really really love connecting with you on stories the only way this podcast grows is through you sharing it out so thank you so much we're sending you all of the love and we are here every single monday to help you attract and magnetize your dreams see you in the next one Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic. Thank you.